We run the streets, yeah. Yeah, we run the streets, yeah. Them are the program, them are the leads. Yeah, them are the leads, yeah, yeah. Premier League, Bundesliga, Liga, La Liga. Dallas Brothers, we gon' hit you with the football fever. Tuning right here. Them boys will make it smile or even try to. We be rapping from the TMC, my bros and me, more fire than CMT3. So I ask to TV system, all those flicks, they can't touch this. Like Leno when I shot that kid, bang bang. Yo guys, welcome back to Bias Brothers Podcast. This is part two of our March Day 2 Premier League review. If you didn't listen to part one yet, go ahead and do so. That involving Chelsea and Arsenal. But in part two, we have United. John, we have United. And we're talking about Liverpool as well. Jomo is here. And we will be starting with Liverpool. Jomo, take it away. Thoughts on Liverpool for the weekend? Um, well, I just wake up half past seven to watch Liverpool as the first time in like, the season. So, you know, the first half past seven game is like half past seven. But um, I was happy with this game in terms of the goal, getting a goal early. Um, I played fantasy and I didn't captain Salah, so I was a little bit nervous about that. But I just felt like, you know, Burnley is the kind of the new stoke where you just know it's going to be a tough game, it's going to be a dogged game, plenty of fouls, hard fouls. They're going to defend. There's a, they have a physical center forward up front and thing. Um, I feel we look good. I'm uh, happy with the former Matip. Uh, happy with Van Dijk coming back in and looking solid. Um, Temescas and Arnold gave me a clean sheet as well as Astis each. Um, Temescas had a good delivery to Jota. Jota keeping up his fine form in front. Um, Arnold good goal. Manny off the blocks. Um, for me, no coming off the bench. I mean, I was worried at the start of the season that we didn't strengthen enough. I'm still worried. But I mean, in club picture, so I guess we continue on. I feel as though it it, it was a good game. Um, Thiago get to play, everybody gets some minutes. We look good. Uh, Henderson had a, a boss in midfield performance. Um, that's it, really. Just we get on top of Burnley instead of letting Burnley get foot into the game and we get the important goals and kind of kill the game as early as possible. The thing is, Salah blank boy. That is the thing. Salah, when everybody FPL. Well, I think everybody captain Fernandez this weekend, thinking that um they would blow some time turn away. Nah, I had I had Salah captain. Okay, well, wow. I'm sorry, Salah. I went to Fernandez. I had Salah too. <laughs> but I, I, you see, Burnley, it's a difficult team to kind of predict. But I mean, thankful for three points all the same. We roll on and um, I, actually happy for Saturday season. We get playing on up on three point teams early. So I expect the form to continue into next week. Like, I agree, right? That it was a good performance, good goals. But Burnley helped all the only goals, were, especially in terms of the crossing and the marking. So the first goal, the Burnley players, for the first goal, they just stand up and watch the man cross the ball. Like, they just give him all the space and say, you could cross, yeah, free cross into the box. I was a good at it, admittedly, for the first shot. I was somebody smaller in stature compared to them centre-backs. But I mean, to just let Liverpool full-backs cross free like that, mm. no pressure on the ball, that's a sin, boy. Fair enough, it was. But I was surprised he got to pass back the ball, set the ball, and take the cross, and somebody exactly come out of heaven. Fair enough. And the second one, the, the second one was a good cross-field ball, first of all. Mm. From one side to the next side. 
But then as again, as soon as it go out on the wing, boy, you you telling me somebody can't just keep an eye on Alexander Arnold, boy. You you just leave Trent. And by the time the pass get played into Trent and somebody realize, oh shucks, we had to run out and mark this man, it's too late. He don't have the space and you leave the space for money to run into. So it was a good performance, but Burnley didn't help themselves. And Burnley had some half moments in the game, right? Yeah, I think they did. Um, Alisson made a, a, a good save to the end and he made some about two or three good saves, Matip. I think we had one that was um, cleared off the line as well. So I think, yeah, I think Burnley had a moment. I think the game was easier than, than it had been in the past because them, especially with, with Van Dyke. Van Dyke is such a massive presence. Just having him there does bring a calmness to the team. To do like some people and say, well, we'll get too cocky and then we draw the next week. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no greasing. <laughs> no greasing. I mean, last week, um, the podcast was full of men. Eh, full of men and women. Remember I said the right thing. And it was overwhelming us, Scarlett. Um, Premier League winners, all kind of thing. And, <laughs> You know, so I just uh, happy. I, I mean, it's a critical time of season to just get W's, no matter United how. United drop, United drop points, and all the United nice. fans disappear. Listen, Mister Liverpool party, um, Mister Liverpool party, easy. It was a straightforward game, in my opinion. Liverpool, Liverpool basically do did what they had to do, and Jota, Jota. Like he didn't show his usual form at all, and he he was pretty good. Thiago did well when he came on. It was for Thiago first game in front of the fans, so I guess yeah he he didn't have to do no thumbs up anymore. <laughs> but Thiago had a pretty good game, and yeah, Liverpool did the job. As Jadiel said when we played Palace Palace last week, you had to be tall in front of you. And Liverpool did just that. They had to play league with Chelsea. Same goals. Yeah, uh, yeah no, Gansi, it, it, it lined up perfectly for the game coming up. Yeah, you know, exactly. Same goals in France. Same goals table. Scored, yeah. Um, yeah, by any day, by any day Sunday, somebody would have surpassed somebody, potentially. I mean, it could draw, but... <laughs> but even if it draw, you have a new new leader of the league, so... Well, I don't think they went to, you know, but, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still. You started winning a game, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, so I think it's set up perfectly for, I, I think it will be a good game. Just think about how it's currently set up. And I'd like to see this more late in the season. Like, before they see, uh, like, the six, seven game, you know. A little later on, after I get to a game, and, you know, it ain't crucial enough yet now, you know. Nah, but I, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> it's Boy. set up nicely, though. Know? You're happy then? You're happy to play in next week? You're expecting yeah. a win? Well, I... But the I, way he's talking, I think he can thump. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is thump up, Chelsea. Thumping, everybody know. No. We have a It could have been way more. But I, I confident, and I'm glad it's this early in the season because you're just getting it out of the way, you know? And I think we have City in one of the first six or seven fixtures by season two. So we're getting all these teams out of the way early. So we have the rest of the league. Scarlett, this is going to be the first test of all the defense. Because I think plenty of all the defense could be get that. Because I'm not convinced by Christiansen. And we know Rudiger still have a little crazy man in him somewhere. Well, I'm more, I'm more, concerned, I'm more concerned about your defense. 
My defense? You know what we want? With the man mountain? You know what we want? With the man mountain? Virgil van Dijk? He's a center half. So wait, are you playing five in the back or boy can do one? Oh, against a small side? Virgil van Dijk is two men. He's a center half. He's a number four. Watch him defend and we watch him score. Liverpool got to be careful. The same thing happened to Arsenal this week. Could happen to Liverpool. Nah. I saw that ball not going into Lukaku and he's not going to manhandle Van Dijk like he manhandled him. Boy, we have a wrestle. We have a wrestle. Yeah. That would be a nice line-up. I would love to see how that works out. I would love to see how that works out. Van Dijk versus Lukaku, that would be a nice scrappy battle. Lukaku going on Matip, right? True. I would have liked that Matip and Van Dijk would have been I probably had a score. I would like to be Chelsea 10 games in this season because Van Dyke still kind of motoring back now. But anytime is a good time to play a small side, so we're ready. I finally greasing a little bit, man. You're greasing too much. Nah. <laughs> no. I'm not greasing and I'm not holding anything. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm patient and I'm relaxing. I, I, think it, I think it'll be a good game. Aside, um, I get to see Chelsea play Chelsea this early. I will definitely see what I have. I mean, that's, that's just it. I can't really talk much about that Burnley team because that game was just a real straightforward game. A straightforward yeah. game, 2-0. I expect a little different from Chelsea, but again, we go see. I really am impressed by Mendy, though. I have to be saying, boy, uh, he really grew into the game and he have a confidence that he, he kind of, he's not taking any kind of stupid goals now. A whole so. season, and I know, saying that way, Mendy been showing that since day one. And I say no, and I say no, and I say no. I'm just happy about him and I'm happy for him as a goalkeeper. I kind of like him, but, you know, it, that's how it's go. So we we roll on to next week, beat up our next small side again. <laughs> well, moving on to a team that is Grayson and holding something. <laughs> like Togo United. John United failed to do what everybody else did and win the second game. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, a lot of thoughts, but I was deeply infuriated by this game. Um, yeah, I was real cussing. I ain't, I ain't even gonna like because be, uh, it because was fair on um, That was the first one in sign for me that he start, he was starting Matic because Matic on the older side, less mobile. Yes, he could read the game and thing good, but. He not starting week in, week out. And I wasn't sure how he was going and play with Fred. And the key thing with United this season is they're making a concerted effort, always making a concerted effort to play Pogba more advanced. Very rarely now, Pogba will be dropping deep into midfield. He was unfortunately forced to do that within like the last 10 minutes um, when... Ole decided to bring on Lingard for some reason because he thought Lingard, of all people, was going and save the game. And he take out the man who had five assists from the attacking third and drop him back in the midfield because he had no other midfield options. And, you know, that is... United fans know we crying out for a big midfield signing, boy. That's one sol- Just give me one solid DM that you don't have to worry about. So you don't have to play no double pivot, nothing. Van der Beek is not a DM. Van der Beek is Bruno understudy, basically. That's why he can't get a, a run in the side, a proper run in the side, because 
nobody taking Bruno out of the team. And you're not going and change the system to facilitate one man who not on the Bruno level, if I put it that. So why but, not um why not try Lindelof at the end? So, what? No, so listen, right? When, because Varane is going to come into the starting lineup at some point, when that happens, it will be interesting to see what he does because he will have Lindelof and Bay as centre-back options. And I don't think he will have two of them on the bench every game, especially since subs back down to three now. You could only make it three subs. So that thought crossed my mind and it's something that you're seeing people asking on Twitter purely because Lindelof, I believe he started as a DM initially before he transitioned into an actual centre-back role. And he has the passing ability that Fred does not have and that Matic in his, his old days now struggling to do. He a little bit more mobile. So it will be very interesting to see if that happens in future. But for me... United this game, the they had the same old mentality problems. They had a big win last week, statement win. And then it's like they come this week, and regardless of the personnel, everybody kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Maguire had some sloppy moments. Martial was definitely not at the races. Fred, who had a good game last week, all over the shop this week. Um, you can blame it on have another different midfield partner, whatever you want to blame it on. The point is, mentally, everybody wasn't there energy-wise to perform on the same level as last week. Um, the goal for me is a, that's what I'm done. Scott is a prime example of that. Fred clearing out the ball from the box. Instead of, after clearing the ball, trying to run into the space to maybe get a pass back inside from Bruno, he walking out. So that when Bruno receives the ball now, he have nowhere to look except backwards. And he trying to buy a foul, basically. Whether it was a foul or not, I mean, United fans might disagree. I personally didn't mind that it was not called a foul because he was looking for it, clearly. And the guy got a piece of the ball. So I don't think they could have any complaints about that. And then what followed after was upsetting because... After the tackle on Bruno, Pogba and Matic standing up and looking at the guy who have the ball on the wing. And it's like one of them waiting for the other one to go and engage. So the guy just passes it between the two of them and then you're straight on to the back four. And something, I had to watch the goal multiple times to see this. Fred now trying to overcompensate to close, to close down whoever have the ball and Southampton to their credit, moving the ball quickly around the box. One touch until they get to Shea Adams, who shift and shoot. Lindelof, who everybody knows is not the fastest player. If you watch that goal, when Shea Adams has the ball and he makes the, the move to his right side, there's a player, the I think it's Southampton striker, the forward. He's trying to run across to the right edge of the box, holding the line. Lindelof, because he's so scared of this person running across and he knows he don't have any pace to catch anybody, he actually runs with the guy. But by doing that, he opened the space for Shea Adams to come back onto his left side. 
and then force Fred to try and overcompensate. And that's where the deflection comes and the goal. Um, where United are their best is always moving the ball quickly, which is where the goal came from. They move the ball from back to front within like the space of four passes, which is something they failed to do for most of the game. United had like about a 10-minute spell where they were looking like, yes, we win and come back. And then everything just kind of capitulated. They had no prop, nobody linking the play properly. Um, Pogba had to drop back deep. Bruno had to drop back deep and then run forward. It was so disjointed and so anti-everything that was last week. And it was just frustrating well, to see that we're still doing the same thing from previous seasons. Well, well, John, you need to remember this, right? Um, and this is why I said, like, Manu destroyed Leeds because the king of football. It was plain into Manu because obviously Manu have good players, right? And what they want is space in behind, right? First, most of Manu's goals from last week, it was a lot of balls over the top or runs in behind, you know? So when you have a team like Leeds who attacking you just as much as you attacking them, but obviously you're better than them, right? You go see that you will see the the talent in your players because the your team have plenty passes on the ball as well, right? Passes and speeds does and all that stuff. So the game was suited for Aya to play. But when you play a team in Southampton now, right, and they don't have that much space in behind, right? That is when I said as they say, fall apart. So I think what needs to happen now is I have to figure out how to play against teams and not can't play open football because I would expect plenty of teams to play Man U and not play that kind of wildness at least want to play. So, so I, I hear you. I hear you and I, I accept what you're saying because it's true. Um, Southampton, what, what I will say is this game... What, I, what really does aggravate me and is when I know United going to have uh, either they're going to have a bad game or a game where they get away with it is the pace I wish they pass in the ball in the back. Not necessarily making attacking movements, right? So what I mean is like Maguire and Lindelof today, they'll get the ball, they'll get a touch and it will have an obvious pass either to the wing or to the next centre back. They'll dawdle on the ball. Just Take another touch. It take right. another touch, and then make the pass that they should have made 10 seconds ago, which right. killing the killing time, you're killing momentum. You have guys who up on top, moving now, looking to try and get the ball, and you're just killing the runs, you're killing the momentum. And you can't link the play like that. And that happened too much times too this much. game. And one other thing, for me, the key stat for United is the possession stat. Anytime United have more than 60% possession, they're going to have a hard game because United are not a city where the game is built on possession and we're passing it, but we're passing it with our plan and with our purpose that this is where we're going to end up eventually and we like to pass the ball and we have to run and link up. Anytime United have 60% possession or more is a game where they will struggle because that's a game where... Everybody, should I make this forward pass by afraid I'll lose the ball? All right, let me turn around and go back here. And then the next person will do the same thing. And then Bruno or Pogba go out and come and get the ball and just be like, look, I'll the way, let me pass this ball forward. Somebody make a run into this space. So that's what it is. United need to stop. And I don't know if this is from Ole or from the staff or if it's just something that the players 
doing, but they need to stop being so cowardly, honestly. Like, try try the pass, try the long pass. Okay, if you lose the ball and the other team have the ball and they're attacking, be confident in yourself as a defender, be confident in your midfield that they cannot play through you and you will win back the ball and then go up the other end. But constantly holding onto the ball, sideways pass. I don't know if I want to make this pass forward. I don't want to lose the ball here. I don't want to look bad. That is a mentality thing for me in these men, and that is what they had to get over. I feel as though the last week we seen such an excellent display. This week was more of a, I don't know, I think Fred didn't go for the bombs back from Bruno, but I feel that like Bruno should have been stronger there. Just being honest, he could have tried a bit more. He kind of was trying to play for the fall and the fall income. And I didn't think that yeah. Fred probably could have made a, a more conceited effort to cruise down um, the shot. I yeah. mean, he was unlucky for the game. I think people blame him here. I do totally agree. Um, I also felt so sad. I think a little too long to make changes in terms of getting the team back into the game. I felt that the game, the game was played, I don't know. The game, I, I didn't see that attacking urgency from Manny that I had against Leeds. Yep. I felt Martial had a poor game. Poor. I felt that take a little long to change. I mean, Martial was on the fringes. Um, why was I think McTominay was sick, but why did he start Martial? I don't know. I just felt like I he probably wanted an out and out center forward. I find that's so green. What was the man? I felt Martial was gaining amongst it, but I don't know. I'm not convinced that Martial had center forward. Probably, yeah, I think there. what fooled him too. I think he he trying to play Martial into form because Martial's best experiences come where he have a run in the team and he's the guy. He's the he's the focal point. Martial don't do well with competition. So I think he trying to take this opportunity where Cavani not back in the team as yet to let Martial run as the top dog and see if he build up his confidence enough so that when Cavani does come back into the team he wouldn't feel like he being pushed to the side like he will still have that confidence. But no, I also think I also think you can't baby Marshall though. Just one thing for Jared, but you yeah. can't baby Marshall though. There's a professional yeah, agreed. Club, a big team. You can't tell me you have to get a run at games and we have to lift you up and hug you up. Agreed. Totally the, the, the score, the striker who's scoring will play. That's all the Jared. Sorry. But yeah, as Gan say, I think he needs need that forward as well. I think how he figured the game was gonna go. Um he and he had focal point now. Not to say that Marshall did a good job in what he wanted him to do, but <laughs> I think he needed a focal point. Um, and he figured that Marcia was the best bet. Maybe I think what fooled him too is early in that game, it had a spell where um, United had a corner and Marshall had a nice header that was cleared off the line or something. So he, he probably see that and he feel like, ah, all right, Marshall, looking like he on it today. And then by the time 50 minutes reaching the second half, he done... And you know what the thing is? Marshall wait until he sees Sancho start to warm up. That first five, ten minutes at the second half to look to start. All of a sudden, he started to make runs in behind. All of a sudden, he started to look to take on my one-on-one. Like, that's a mentality thing. That's not a coaching thing. That's just you mentally not being ready to go 100% this game. And that's so poor for a guy who's so talented and who is, at this point, one of the more senior figures on the team. I mean, he's young, yes, but for the amount of time he's been here, it's really disappointing to see him drop to those levels. Like everybody expecting so much more from him. And honestly, if he don't shape up, shape up this year, he go on next year. I suppose he's still here actually, because Martial been bad for some 
time now. I can maybe seventeen, eighteen. I think that was the last good year at Marshall. Not right? the season lockdown nineteen twenty. He had about twenty five goals or so. That was the season of of lockdown. Um, not last season, one before. I think, like I angry as a fan from a fan perspective, miss picking all these things. But you know, Ole is not Ole and the co- coaching staff, and I mean uh, this could apply to every club too. You know, they're not stupid. It's not. There's not fools. So for me, it must have some no, reason. No, 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 no. I'm a fool in my club, but continue. Like that's the thing. That's the thing for me. Whereas Arsenal, you could clearly point fingers as a coach and say they were poorly coached. Do I feel like when I was watching the Manny game that? Is a, a coaching issue or something? I just feel like they just get wrong on the day, and it, 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 the players themselves didn't have that urgency, and he probably take too long with the tactics to make a change. Yeah, so, like, but, I mean, it is. It's not bad coaching. I just feel like it just something was just missing today. What yeah. I think getting well, personal wrong with Marshall. Ole is on the inside, so and his. I don't think anybody would question that he is a good man manager in that. He will handle personalities well. So for me, it must have some reason that he treated Marshall in this way and he keep playing him. It must have some reason he decided today to sub on Lingard instead of Van der Beek, for example. It must have some reason he don't want to throw out uh, Marshall or Greenwood and start Sancho directly in the place. Like in terms of team dynamics and because these guys all have good relationships with each other. And in terms of not wanting to lose the dressing room, which has happened with the three previous Man United managers, you know, so he's no fool. And I think he's he thinking about it from that perspective in that he wanted to be as loyal as he could to the more senior players or to the guys who were here the longest to show that he not just trying to throw everybody out and now everything is his way and cause a big confusion. I think I hope that's part of his decision making because otherwise some of his substitutions, especially, you know, you could definitely call into question. But next week, I think is Wolves, which will be a very similar game to this game today. I was not um, going to ask about that. So how do United improve? In our next game, he for me he has to start Varan definitely. Whether it's Varan or Maguire, it have to be Varan or Maguire. Although Maguire didn't have the best game today, and I I would start Sancho. I don't see him doing that against Wolves away, which is a difficult away game, and he probably don't want to throw Sancho into that as his first start. But we need that dynamism on either wing. There was a but probably we- Sancho. But we mean we mean don't hmm. show him in a game like that when Sancho been playing teams like Bayern, teams like well, let me say big teams like Gladbach, Champions League Again, teams. I hear you, and that's why I would start him. But I think Ole because it's the league and because yes, Sancho has been in England before, but he never played in the Prem first before he went away to the Bundesliga and then came back. So I think he's trying to make sure, especially because Sancho's a big money signing, that he 
I mean, BBM for for you to use the word Jomo use earlier. Yeah, so, so that he he wants to set him up now, basically. So you know, I think he made <laughs> not flop, but he do all the pressure to build. Because if you let me just say you're starting in the world's game, and he do have the most effective game, and the scoreline doesn't end up in a win for United, whether it's a draw or a loss or whatever. You know how the media is. People immediately gonna come down, be like, "Well, they didn't need to spend that money on Sancho, and maybe he's not the player he thought it was." And again, I don't know his team dynamics. He know the players better than you know people from the outside looking in would know. I think he waiting for the next home game to start him. I wouldn't be surprised. But Wolves will be a challenging game, um, more so on the counter attack as opposed to Southampton today. And Matic cannot start again. Fred, Fred should only start if McTominay is starting with him. If Fred has to pair with anybody else in midfield, it's not going to work. Um, so while I expect United to still win because it's Wolves and on paper, United should beat Wolves and Wolves are not on the best run right now. It'll still be a tricky game. It'll still be a tricky game. Well, yeah, United should be able to come out against Wolves next week. And then Chelsea should be able to play Liverpool next week as well. So, easy pickings. <laughs> I think we could, we could wrap up now. We said a lot, John, and I know you had a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, <but> so, <laughs> in comparison to Jomo, we we'll barely say anything because he didn't have much to talk about. Well, I mean, it's kind of when I get accustomed to quality performances, really. I know, really, you make a you can take away, you know. <laughs> and then naturally, naturally, when your team win, it is always easy to discuss the performance. This is a tight win or True. something. But normally, you just have more to talk about when your team lose or your team draw. Like with Jariel, Jariel do more talking than you because he was frustrated and he felt that number two well, could have been done. But when, yeah. like with me, see, like if, Today we had a trouble struggle game against Burnley. I could have jumped up and told, but you know, if we had made changes that I, I wanted, we'd have probably win. But True. kind of still win. It's kind of difficult to argue yeah, anyway. Kind of I feel I barely had anything to say too. You know, I just let yeah. Lukaku is the man on Chelsea now in the league. I disagree, but I'm glad you seen that. Like agree, sir, man. <laughs> I agree, sir. I agree, After I agree. After lost, I'm enjoying <laughs> I agree, sir. At all, I just. You know, I know more. I know who let anything. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a fantastic weekend for everybody except Radio. And make sure you listen to part one, which involves Arsenal and Chelsea, and follow Football Fortress on all platforms. We'll see you guys next time on Bias Brothers. <laughs>